welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. Today's episode might be a little shorter than usual. I just have a lot of things going on in my personal life, including our move, which I have alluded to previously. We are moving a whole mile, but apparently, no matter how short of a distance you are moving, it is still a lot to do and to plan and to think about. So that's kind of all consuming right now. I'm also trying to sort out some, I don't know, different goals in my professional life and figure out what I want to do. So just a lot of moving parts. I do think I'll be able to do a episode, an episode on decluttering or preparing to move in the future since I will have just gone through it. So I will try to take notes as the experience is happening and perhaps you will learn what to do and also what not to do from my experiences. Um, But for now, I just thought I would share some follow-ups related to things we've discussed recently, as well as a really fun message I got about planner peace from one of my listeners and then go into some news about some launch updates that I've seen floating around social media and various emails recently, just in case anyone is not following those quite as closely as I tend to. All right, so we will start with some follow-ups. Remember a couple episodes ago, so it wasn't last week with the tracking, but it was the week prior, and we got a wonderful email from a newish mom, or a mom of two, I believe, who was overwhelmed in Boston and looking for somebody to be accountable with her and connect with her, and I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to those who have offered to connect with her or sent me your contact. I will actually send her an email as soon as I'm done recording this with your information for those of you who offered so that she can perhaps start a little accountability sharing with some of you. And all thanks to you amazing listeners and your willingness to reach out to someone just because you heard them on a podcast. So again, I really appreciate that. And I think it really does mean that this is a lovely community. Probably a lot of women, maybe some men. I'll be very interested. I know I have a few male listeners, so I'd like to hear from you guys more. So send me some emails or voicemails, but a lot of women as well with similar challenges and perhaps a dedication to planning and organizing that they have in common since they enjoy this podcast. So I'm just very, very excited to be somebody that can help connect those people. So thank you, E from Boston, and thank you to those who have offered to connect with her. The second follow-up I wanted to mention is that I had put out a call for ideas of a format in which perhaps in the future we might want to create some sort of gathering space for Best Laid Plans listeners so we can share planner layouts and maybe quarterly and monthly goals with each other to keep ourselves accountable or just to share how we're writing them out, share really good ways that we have perhaps of communicating with those who help care for our children or with our partners, all these different challenges um, and many creative ways of addressing them. So I had mentioned my hesitation of going with a traditional social media platform like Facebook, and an idea that came up from a few of you that I really like is a company or platform called Mighty Networks. So I have not set anything up yet, but I think this might be a nice landing space for Best Laid Plans content and ability to connect with others, and maybe perhaps opening up the door to some more in-depth programs in the future not sure what that might look like yet, but you know, I have some ideas brewing. So just stay tuned. And if anybody out there has experience using Mighty Networks and wants to offer any advice, I would love it. Or perhaps if you've had a bad experience as a user and think this is a terrible idea, please let me know that as well, because of course I would be interested and I have not committed to anything yet. So 
I would appreciate all input. The third update is that I just thought it would be really fun to share. So my daughter, Annabelle, has been on this podcast before, and I'm sure she will again. She has very strong feelings about all things planning and planning adjacent. She is really very artistic, quite much more so than me. And she is, as you might imagine, very talented at creating planner layouts or thinking of ways to use planners. And I have to take a tiny bit of credit for that, but it's also very much in her nature. She's a very visual person. And again, a much better artist at the age of 10 than I will ever be in my lifetime. So anyway, she asked for an April start A6 Hobonichi Techo for her birthday, which is in the beginning of April. So I think she's very lucky because if she ever wants a fresh start for her birthday, she can actually use a spring start planner from Hobonichi. So she recognized that. And so she asked for this April 6th, April start A6, and she chose the most gorgeous cover. It's called Blossom. It reminds me a little bit of the movie Frozen, but in a more elevated way. It's pale blue. It has embroidery on it, kind of in a maybe Scandinavian looking floral design. It's adorable. And she's been using it every single day, filling out these cute little layouts. She's using it more as a memory keeper than a planner. Like she's writing what she did during the day. She has copied some of my ways of recording like habits and things like that. So it's just super cute. If she lets me, I will share some of her layouts on my website. Uh, So we will see. And she also has been really interested into the organized 365 kids planner. I had an old one laying around and she's just found it really fun and interesting. So perhaps there will be some reviews from the 10 year old's perspective on some planners in the future. I will admit that I absolutely love that she shares this interest. I did not force it on her. My eight-year-old is asking for planners, but I've never actually seen him write in one in any sort of purposeful way. So we'll see. He may may not be as interested naturally, and that's okay too. But I also want him to know that they're available for him and that there is no gender-specificness to you know wanting to use planners and wanting to plan. So hopefully he will at least see some of the value in the habit that we all enjoy. All right, so those are my little updates, and I figured I would also share a wonderful email I got from a listener because she does a great job of talking about how she has achieved planner peace lately, although she calls it her imperfect version of planner peace. Okay, so she writes, and this is from Amy, I was about to send you a speak pipe of my current version of imperfect planner peace, but I chickened out. I'll just share that I'm currently really happy in my Erin Condren daily duo for daily to-do lists, schedule, and writing out the day's dinner plan. I've been in the daily duo for about a year now, and its two-column format really works for me. Left side, where am I supposed to be? Right side, what should I be doing if I have free time? Ooh, I love that. Sorry, this is a side note. I'm interrupting her email, but I will say that is kind of how my Hobonichi looks in a way because the left side has kind of like the calendar with the little timeline and on the right is all my checkboxes and, you know, things I want to get done. So I hear you left and right. It makes sense. Okay, I'm continuing from Amy's perspective now. About two months ago, I added the Moxie Life flagship 12-month vertical planner. I'm loving their goal-setting system. I feel like it's really easy to see what areas of life I am devoting a lot of energy to and which ones I might be neglecting, purposefully or not. I feel like their goal-setting system makes it easier for me to see my progress and also cut myself some slack. Have you been relaxing on a beach? It's okay. Fun and relaxation is a goal category on par with financial and work and learning. 
The final piece of my planner puzzle isn't a planner at all. It's the Sunday basket from Organize 365, which I've been using religiously every weekend for a year and a half with a couple missed weekends when on vacation. I used to go through my mail every three to four weeks, so having the Sunday basket gives me a place to corral mail, reminders and to-do items, and a routine time to go through all of them at once. Tasks that I select from the Sunday basket to work on for the week now go on my Moxie Life weekly actions page. It's perhaps not as efficient as the Organize 365 dump list, which has you sort actions with like with like, such as all phone calls in one area, all errands in another. But I love seeing how a mundane task, like doing research on swim lesson options for my kids, actually does connect to a goal category, like family and relationships, and my current focus there. Thank you for all the great best laid plans. Episodes recently loved the one on habit tracking. I just love this email. First of all, this is not an ad for any of these companies. Um, the only one that is a podcast sponsor is Organize 365, but this was sent to me completely independently um, and has nothing to do with that campaign. But I just love how she put together all of these pieces, and I absolutely see the value in what she's saying in terms of organizing her to-dos by the categories that go in the Moxie Life planning system, which are very kind of coaching-based, like different kind of aspects of your life, like fun and recreation and finance and spirituality, et cetera, that allows her to see that she's purposefully maintaining a balance and not, you know, too much leaning on one area or another. And her little discussion about, you know, feeling better about relaxing on a beach because it's okay. You're filling out your fun and recreation category. I just love that. It's a great reminder that these are all important and that, you know, your work tasks don't necessarily have to of course, depending on what your work is, but if it's possible and if it's not going to hurt anyone, your work tasks may not always be the first most important thing that you are thinking about each day or each week. So thank you very much for that email. Maybe we will start a new segment called Planner Peace and I will feature somebody's version of Planner Peace. So if you have achieved imperfect Planner Peace or near Planner Peace because ultimate permanent Planner Peace, I mean, is that a thing? I don't, necessarily think that's actually possible. But if you're close, please send me an email or a voice message via SpeakPipe, and I can feature your planner piece on this show as well. So I think this would be really fun. So thank you very much for sending that in, Amy. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and I will be right back with a discussion of some new fun planner launches. This episode is brought to you by PrepDish. Getting a healthy dinner on the table is certainly challenging at times now that our kids are busy and activities are in full swing. I recently had a really challenging week with limited childcare, and honestly, PrepDish was the key to my sanity. PrepDish is a tool that helps me keep up with planning and executing healthy meals, even when there's a lot going on. PrepDish is a meal planning service where you get weekly menus delivered to your inbox that are great at striking the right balance between healthy, kid-friendly, and convenient. As I'm planning meals on Sunday, I just put my prep dish meals straight into my planner and I do my grocery shopping then as well. They have low-carb, gluten-free, paleo, and super fast plans, and we almost always use that last one because that is where my life is right now, and my meal planning is done in an instant. They also have special editions that come out every once in a while, which is really fun. The last one was a vegetarian plan that I am very excited to try. Prep dish has two major benefits the way I see it. First, they do the work for you when it comes to choosing varied, healthy, and delicious meals for the week. I absolutely get sick of some of the same repetitive meals when I am choosing myself, but never when I'm using the prep dish meal plans. My kids especially love all of their fancy salads and pasta dishes. 
Second, Allison puts together an amazing game plan for prep day that makes the rest of the week go smoothly. This can be done on a relaxing Saturday or Sunday afternoon with your favorite playlist or even this podcast in the background. The founder of PrepDish, Allison, is offering listeners a two-week trial for free to try it out. So this is a great way to see if their plans will work for you. Check out PrepDish.com slash plans for this amazing deal. In addition to the super fast menus that I love, they have gluten-free, paleo, and low-carb options. So there's truly something for everyone. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash plans for your first two weeks free. And if you try it, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, I am back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I wanted to take just a moment to talk about some planner launches that I've seen come out. There are some brands that do their launches around in the springtime, so April or May, in preparation for an academic planner season that either starts in July, I think like Day Designer starts theirs in July, Erin Condren starts theirs in July, or even in August, such as Simplify that we're going to discuss below. It is kind of a long lead time between buying a planner at the end of March or the beginning of April, and then using it in August, I gotta say, I think that's a little longer than I prefer. 
But then again, I'm often getting ready to order my Hobonichi like the second they come out in September. So that's also a three-month lead time. So maybe I'll just eat my words and say, it is fun to have some lead time so you can admire a planner for a long time, perseverate on what you're going to pick, think about how you're going to use it, maybe even try it out on some back pages if you know that you're not really going to get through the whole thing. I may have done that a few times. You just have to change the day of the week and then a daily planner can be repurposed to the current year. Anyway, so I get there's some rationale as to why some of these companies might do this. I think there's also a little bit of an element of like, who's going to be the first, right? Because a planner is something most people who do not run a podcast on planners only buy, you know, one of each year, maybe two if you get an academic start and then need a fresh start in the beginning of the year. But most people are not going to buy a new planner every few months. So by being early and getting people excited about your academic planners in April, you will get people to buy something and then, you know, they're kind of used up for a brand that comes out in May. Like, oh, sorry, I already purchased my planner. That said, I guess it is probably true that most people buy planners closer to when they need them. But I don't know. I feel like the people buying these elite flagship planners at high price points and fancy details I think a lot of them are like planner girls and planner guys who just really, really want a lot of time to play with their planners. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, just something to think about why these launches are so much earlier than the actual products come out and why we have two academic planner launches, launches to talk about, even though it's only April. So the first is Erin Condren, and I actually don't know the specific date they're going to launch their new planners in the shop. But I received a really fun surprise in my email inbox. So I haven't been on Instagram. So I guess maybe there might have been some teasers there. But since I'm not, the way I found out was that I got an email. I'm an Erin Condren email subscriber. I don't remember what they call that, but whatever that is, it's free. And anybody who is interested in Erin Condren news can be on their list. And it came as a little preview of what was going to come out with the season. And they didn't give any specifics about sizes or layouts or new products, but they did reveal all of their like new theming for the year. Erin Condren typically has two or in the last couple of years, it's been three kind of designs and formats that they use. Not the covers specifically, although usually those designs kind of inspire and inform what some of the cover options might look like, but kind of what the design of the pages will look like, the decorations that might sit over the yearly layout, etc. And they have revealed what those are for the coming academic year, and they don't do a yearly launch. So this is like their big launch for the year. So the first one is called Harmony, and to me, it looks like inspire, it's inspired by washi tape because the design is like overlapping pieces of slightly transparent washi tape. Now, very interestingly, and I don't think relatedly, but one of my best friends from college, her name is Azusa Kobayashi. She actually designed the logo on my website a million years ago, so you have seen her work if you've been to my blog. She had art that kind of looked like this, like way back in the day, like 2009, she was designing tote bags. She had some art. I just remember it because I actually went to visit her in California around that time. And I was just like, oh, it's such a cool design. So when this came out, I was like, wow, this totally reminds me of her art. I don't think they've ever seen her art. Um, so I don't think this is a case of them, you know, borrowing it or anything like that. I'm sure that others have been inspired by kind of washi tape looking designs. In fact, I've seen washi tape that has these sort of washi tape designs on it. Yes, very meta. But they have both a bright version and a neutral version. And it's definitely my favorite of the three themes, perhaps because it reminds me of my good friend from college and perhaps because it's just really pretty. 
The neutral has like a really pastel, calm color palette, and I really like it, even though I usually choose the colorful options from Erin Condren. The second one is called In Bloom, and it definitely reminds me of last year's Flora theme. And in fact, I think they wrote something on the preview email saying like it was a sister pattern to Flora. So I can see where that came from. And then finally, the third one was really interesting. It's called Color Blends, and it features these like, you know, kind of what it sounds like, like ombre colors, one fading into another, but fairly bright palette. And the cool thing, in my opinion, Erin Condren has this iconic three box layout with three vertical boxes for each day. And they made a blend out of the little head, like the top bar of the boxes. And unless you see a picture that probably doesn't make sense, but I thought it did look really cool and really different and a departure from what they've done before. So I'm excited to see what they do with that theme. I don't know anything about the layouts and size options. I am not an actual affiliate with Erin Condren. So I believe I can, like, I, I can refer people. So if you'd like to shop using my link, please feel free to do so. I love it. I will get like a little bit of credit to use, but I don't, I'm not like an Aaron Condren influencer of any kind. So um, I don't find anything out early. So no insider information here, I would say, but still just a lot of fun designs to look forward to when they come out probably in the next few weeks. The other brand whose launch I have been following is Simplify. That's the brand that Emily Lay kind of stands behind and very pretty feminine rainbow colors. I'm also not an affiliate with them. Actually, I was rejected. So, you know, just saying. But I still like their products, so I don't mind talking about them in a positive light. Um, <laughs> I think they went really nice with their covers this year. Um, one of them is their happy stripe that they're bringing back from last year, which is like a nice rainbow stripe pattern. Another one is called Butterfly Garden. It's a really pretty pastel option with butterflies incorporated. Another one is navy blue bonnets, which feature a navy black background with uh, Texas blue bonnet flowers on it. Then there's one called Charleston Street, which is really interesting and unlike any of the others she's done before because it's more of a portrait look. There's a mint mandalay, which is just kind of a mint green pattern, a little bit Grecian inspired. And then my personal favorite is Bees in Bloom, which featured some bees on a bright blue background that had lemons incorporated. And I felt like the lemons gave it a really, really fresh look. I thought they did a really nice job with their materials for the launch. They were really inclusive, size inclusive, color inclusive, not gender inclusive. I feel like they definitely market themselves as a very feminine company. Um, so maybe that was by design. Their price points are similar to Erin Condren. It's about $64 for the daily planners they sell and $54 for the weekly. And they have two dapper desk options that don't use a spiral bound, but instead have a leather-like color. And the biggest news, I think, in addition to these pretty colors and covers, is the fact that they have actually changed up their paper. So I'm really interested in that. Previously, they used a mohawk paper, but definitely different than the mohawk paper that Erin Condren used, much less tooth. It was, I believe, 70 pound in their daily and I think 80 pound in their weekly, but they've gone to all 80 pounds. So I'm really interested to see how thick that makes their daily products. I liked their paper before. I didn't find it too see-through. I thought it had a nice luxe feel to it, but apparently this is thicker um, and supposed to feel even more fancy and luxurious and take, you know, have very little show through with different types of pens. So that one remains to be seen. And I have to admit, I did order one just for you guys and for me because I want to see this new paper. I've never seen a dapper desk up in person. So that is what I chose to order in the brown color. And so I will do a full review when that comes and give you all of the details, good and bad, about the simplified planner. 
All right, well, that pretty much wraps up all of my planner news and my life updates and planner related updates. So I will be back with more next week on all things planning and planning adjacent. If you are interested in sending me your version of planner piece or planner near piece, I would love to hear it. Similarly, if you are finding that you are having a planner fail and would like to discuss that as well and perhaps get some advice, I am open to that as well. So send me all comments, suggestions, questions. You can send them via email shoeboxblog at gmail.com or just, you know, go to the contact button on theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. Or you can use the speak pipe and send me an audio question. I love to get audio questions. So thank you again so much for listening. And I will be back next week with more planning news, maybe a review, maybe a guest. We will see. Happy Monday and have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.